Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Hi, I'm Gary Rowett, and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Acton Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening to the number one Millwall podcast. Welcome to the Den for the visit, of course, of Jed Wallace's West Bromwich Albion side this afternoon, this championship fixture. The Lions take the field on the back of a blistering, a scorching home win over Watford in midweek. Um, today's team does see a couple of changes from that excellent side. I can only presume injuries are playing their part. Your Lions this afternoon, dear listeners, Jules Long and Gold, back line, Scott Malone, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Danny Mack, midfield, Billy Mitchell. I think Shackleton in the, in the, in the two uh, in front of them the three so I'm going to presume Callum Styles, is Ian Fleming and Andreas Vogel Samuel up front of course Tom Bradshaw hat-trick hero Tom Bradshaw blistering performance as I say we really took the game to offer some of the best football that I've seen at the uh, Millwall side really since the Forest away game in uh, March 2020 just before the onset of the pandemic so we want to see another reproduction of that. And the uh, good crowd in the den this afternoon. The den looks pretty full. Block one is pretty full. A refined voice, as you can detect. Bit of, bit of stick for Jed, warming up. I understand that he looked a little bit emotional coming off the West Bromwich Albion team coach. Uh, my sources tell me. But we'll see. We'll see how he performs this afternoon. I did read something online to say that he tries to work with negativity in his head to induce him to play um, better. The two teams are lining up. Millwall will be attacking the away end of the first half. They're falling to the victims of the venerable beef and the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. West Bromwich Albion wearing red shirts, blue shorts. The lines, of course, of course, in their familiar dark blue and white. Away we go. Lions opened up that pace against Watford in midweek. Let's hope for something very similar this afternoon. They weren't afraid for the long direct ball. Falls already to Zian Fleming. Billy Mitchell on the outside of the, uh, of the D, of the West Bromwich D. He's had a shot. That's, oh, that's just gone inches wide. Took a deflection. Well, 17 seconds on the clock. Left-sided corner from Millwall. 
There's a blistering start for your listeners. Scott Malone's going to take it. He's still inside the first minute, dear listeners. Left-sided corner, as I've said. It's swung in and away. It's almost on the head of Sean Hutchinson. That's Callum Stiles. Didn't quite catch it. It's gone for a goal kick. Good start, Millwall, though. First minute, a shot on goal and a corner. Apparently, the Lions have the best set-piece record of any championship club. 12 goals from set-pieces. Uh, Rowett, Gary Rowett, speaking about that, says he doesn't get involved very much in the uh, set pieces. He leaves that all to Adam Mark Barrett, or Ad, as he calls him, with Marshy, which is Andy Marshall, and Robbo, it's for Paul Robinson. They do all the work, he says. They work tirelessly the whole week. It's certainly paid off, I've got to say. I know we've had a few pops at the Millwall coaching staff um, for their defensive uh, background. But certainly set piece-wise, we've looked very dangerous, and that, that uh, statistic... Tells, tells everything you want to know. 12 goals from set pieces this season. Each of the goals against Watford, of course, coming from dead ball situations. Long ball out of defence. I've got a lot of kids all sat around me. I've got, it's like the uh, junior Lions sat around me, listeners. One minute I'm sitting in a clear blue uh, seated block all to myself to waffle away at uh, my, my leisure. And I've got a load of kids looking at me, thinking I'm quite the eccentric. Long ball forwards. This Callum Stiles chasing that down. This is now Fleming on the second ball. Just inside. Couldn't quite get it through to Stiles. Two minutes 20 on the clock. Claustrophobic feeling up here, listeners. I can tell you. This is what I do for you. Jed got the ball, as you can tell. It's a bit like being with your ex-girlfriend, isn't it? You know, when seeing them move on to somebody else. That kind of feeling. At the moment, the new bloke she's moved in with isn't doing very well for himself. We're doing better, but that doesn't bother the cognoscenti of the den, dear listeners, does it? They want to get their stick in. Miss Brom passing the ball around willy-nilly without any great effects in her own half. Back and forwards, ticking towards the 10th minute. It's been a pretty good start by Millwall. Bright start, the brighter of the two. West Brom passing, passing, passing at the moment as we tick past 10 minutes. Ball forwards from Scott McLone, almost finds Vogel. Sammer couldn't quite, couldn't quite, barely uh, able to touch it, but uh, a little bit more, another inch, and that would have been under his control. Like straight down the middle, 14 and a half minutes. Searching for his first goal for the club, of course. Another player mentioned online, uh, praise. I, I think he's a really good player, personally, Vogel Sammer. Nice kind of link-up, forward-attacking-minded uh, player, intelligent as well. I'll tell you what, for a shortish guy, Bradshaw troubles people in the air. He's one, a bit like Tim Cahill, not the biggest of blokes, but somehow has an ability to... Um, positions. That's been put up for a bit poorly by the fire for a left-sided middle corner. Under no real pressure as well, he's just headed it gently behind for a left-sided corner. West Brom so far. 17 minutes, not looking to show anything at all going forwards. Hopes that that's not famous last words. Some Bradshaw battling in there, that's the uproar you can hear, but so far they've not shown much. A lot of passing around in their own half. I'm managerless at the moment, of course, since the sacking of Steve Bruce. Gary Rowett was linked with him, wasn't he? In the press. Gentleman of the press. A sense that Gary Rowett's agent links him with every job that's going. Skin West Brom passing the ball around inside their own half. A little bit of hint of danger there as uh, 
Scott Malone trying to clean up. He lets that get away from him. This is Jeb Wallace now on the right side. 19, come towards 20 minutes. Right side crossing. That's 1 0. Ball in from Wallace. Who celebrates down in front of the cold blow lane end. Wise. Oh dear. Slammed in from the right side. cross. It kind of uh, deflected in as the striker came in just outside the penalty area, uh, penalty spot. Giving it the old fist pump. Ooh. Villain of the piece now. That's a, that's a decision. That's, there we are, 20 minutes in, Lions one behind. Well, I think everyone's set their stall out there, listeners, haven't they? From 21 minutes, come towards the quarter mark, halfway through the first half. Lions unlucky, that was the first real attack with any intent. It was, of course, Jed Wallace with the assist, as anyone with any knowledge of Millwall over the last 50 years would have predicted. Game's got an edge to it now, listeners, with that goal. It was pantomime before, but it feels a bit like um, a little bit more raw, a little bit more Millwall now. This is just on the edge of the West Brom penalty area. They've got bodies back. Mill trying to pass the ball around. This is going to be, that's going to get away from Vogel, Samara, unfortunately. 21 minutes. That may one of the kids have farted here, dear listeners. Jesus Christ almighty. I don't know what they uh, feed these kids on. Send that kid out to the Ukraine. They could use him on the front line out there against the Russians. Well, it wasn't me, I thought it was you. Oh, it's you! <laughs> it's you! <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting accused, falsely accused. <laughs> 30 minutes. Lions behind. A false accusation of farting from the kids. And Lions just need to find something extra. The, uh, the game does have a tinderbox quality to it. Malone does well there. Denies uh, Wallace. I'm dropping the, the friendly Subrakay of Jed now. Left sided free kick. On 37 minutes now. Vogel Samma to take then. In it comes. Bounce of Aranza Styles. First goal from Millwall, Callum Styles. West stands on its feet, East stands on its feet, the Colbo Lane ends on its feet. It's a Millwall atmosphere, listeners. You know what I mean as well, don't you? Here comes Shackleton. Takes his man on, gets past him, nicely done. This is Scott Malone. No, Billy Mitch tries to put the ball inside. No one there, unfortunately. A bit of pressure now. Bradshaw's in. This is a, a proper Millwall atmosphere. This is cut and thrust, listeners. That's going to go all the way back to the goalkeeper. 38, 39 minutes. 
pace has increased. Danny Mack now, Bernie Mitch, midfield into the uh, West Brom half. Stars getting pulled back. Intense game, intense atmosphere. There'll be a free kick, Millwall, just right of centre inside the West Brom half. Referees marching out of the solemn air of a man going to a funeral. Has he been to the, someone said something, someone chaperoned something? I don't know. Anyway, here we are again. Hutchinson's gone down, touching his face. Referee's done nothing other than the whole play up. Referee team of the calm down. Animated conversations over in the uh, the dugout. I don't know. We'll probably find out more after the game what that's all about. Anyway, Scott Malone's with a free kick. Coming towards 41 minutes now. It's been a long time coming. That's in towards Jake Cooper. It's headed away. Looks like the fire took a clout. He's gone on the floor. Looks like they've done him. I approve of that. Jack Cholton famous had a little black book of players he was going to do on the pitch. And I think that that five marked himself out as getting done there. And he did get done. Just thinking back, ex-Millwall players that have scored in front of us. Um, famously, Tim Cahill, when he played for Everton, didn't celebrate. Um, just trying to think of one or two others that didn't celebrate, um, can't, none come to mind. I do remember Alex Ray scoring for Wolves, I think he went on to Wolves after us, celebrating big time. So, um, you can never tell, you can never tell. Yeah, I mean, both um, Wallace and Alex Ray, and just these are the two that occurred to me standing here in the stadium with players that gave everything for Millwall, cared, you know, passionate players. And both took time out to celebrate when they came back. Um, who knows? What's the mindset there? I don't know. I might need to uh, have a think about that one. Here comes the 18 down the down the right wing. Balls into the middle. This is cleared off the foot of uh, Jed Wallace by Danny McNamara. There, listeners. Last few seconds of the first half. He took a took a bit of a whack earlier on. Breaking play again. Been a bitty half. Um, we're coming towards the last few seconds once this injury is attended to to Sean Hutchinson. Um, Lions will feel themselves um, sloppy, if I think, to be honest, with to concede that goal. That was about the only real chance opportunity that West Brom have, have uh, carved out. That was a ball in, of course, from the villain of the, of the afternoon, Jed Wallace. Um, Stotted away. Looks like uh, Hutchinson's coming off. Whether that's off-off or just for the last two seconds of the half, I don't know. No, he looks like he's going to come back. Um, that said, Mill have been the brighter of the two sides overall. It's been a scrappy game in some ways. It's been helter-skelter, it's been intense at times. Uh, and to get back into... Oh, for fuck's sake, the kids farted again. This is, Jesus Christ. Who's doing this? Fucking hell. Um, I can't think. I can't talk, listeners. It'll be half-time soon, thankfully. There it is. New, uh, one each at a break. Achtung, Millwall. 
half-time tweets for us listeners as we wait for the, the two teams to come back out after half-time. Richard Coy says he hasn't seen it back, but those who had seen the free kick awarded that led to the middle goal felt it was very generous. The suggestion is that there is minimal contact, if any, on Malone. Well, um, I don't give a hoot about that one, Richard. CBO1885 says Jed Wall is very disrespectful of the club. The paid is in almost wages for five years. Cresswell's come on at half-time. Looks like Sean Hutchinson has left the field, listeners. Half-time substitution. Uh, James Gibbons calls for Jed Wallace to be put in the stands by one of our players. So you get the picture. You get the picture, listeners. We're all going to be attacking the Coldblown lane in the second half. As per old Beady. Good old Anglo-Saxon England. Free Norman. Away we go. We were just pinned back at the start of the second half. Slightly, listeners. Come towards 48 minutes. We haven't really got our own half since kickoff. West Brom, lot of possession without any real danger so far in the half. Oh, poor ball there by Billy Mitchell. First one of the afternoon by him. Almost gives the uh, ball away in a danger situation there to West Brom. We're just making a little bit of a rub for our own back there by overcomplicating in defence, listeners. Come towards 53 minutes. Vogel Salmon now on the right. Tried to put the ball into the box, but unfortunately deflected. Great tackle, great tackle, Charlie Cresswell. Gets the ball into the box. Oh, how did Bradshaw miss that? Screamer of a chance, ball in from the right side. I don't know if that was offside. Don't think it was. Absolute sitter of a chance. How he missed that, I don't know. That was right in front of goal. Looks like it was a goal kick. Wouldn't have been. It would have counted. Wow. Looks like Tyler Bure is coming in, which is interesting, listeners. 21's coming out. That's Vogel Sammer's coming out. Bure is coming in. Good applause to the German. 57 minutes. That was a real opportunity there for Tom Bradshaw. That was, uh, I couldn't quite tell in real time whether that was uh, an offside given, but I think it was a goal kick in the end. Second half of the whole game, I suppose, really has had a bit of a stop-start quality at times. Long breaks for injuries. Hasn't helped the flow of it. Poor work by Danny Mack gives the ball away. This is now West Brom coming down the left side. 65 minutes. The 20 comes inside as Jed Wallace. He takes inside the middle penalty area. Ball wide into the centre. Great, great block. Fantastic pack heel take there. Tom Bradshaw just couldn't get away from his man there as we broke out ourselves. End-to-end stuff. A little bit of triangular passing. We're trying to find a way through the West Brom defence. It's pretty tightly packed, in fairness to them. And we're trying to pick the lock. If anyone still picks locks, I don't know if locksmiths would actually pick it. Or just drill it out, listeners. That's all I've ever seen. Drill, drill the lock out rather than pick it. But anyway, you know what I mean. Not a figure of speech. Little one, two. This is Tom Bradshaw on the, on the football left. Tyler Bury. What can he do? Will he have a go? He does! Just wide right. We're all starting to turn the pressure up, listeners. Just wide right. Nice, nice opportunity there for Tyler. It's a, a tight angle from the edge of the penalty area. Come to 67 minutes. Beautiful overhead ball by. Tyler Bury, 2-1 Millwall. What a goal, what a goal. 
Does he get it? Offside. Oh, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, offside. Deserved. It deserved the goal. That was a beautiful move. Real sense of deflation after that. That was a really beautiful, disallowed goal. Can you have such a thing? The overhead pass from uh, Zian Fleming. You, you will get a chance to see it, I hope, on the YouTube reel, because it was a thing of beauty to find Tyler Bure. He put it away very well. But offside. Please. This is Billy Mitch. Will he have a go? He will. That's goal kick over the bar. Two more substitutions. Who's this? Honeyman, Bennett. Styles is coming out. Honeyman, presumably. And number 10 will be uh, Zian Fleming for Mason Bennett. A phobie worked a free kick there. He's being held back, manhandled. That's a second yellow card. Man's off. Five. Done a good job there. He's been manhandled, but he made enough of a theatrical spin that Rudolf Nureyev, the Kirov Ballet, would have been proud of there, listeners. That's pulled the five out of the game. Number five, that's the lonely trudge of the red card into the, into the tunnel. Now it's going to be Scott Malone. Actually, a little bit, it's about, um, yeah, about halfway. Too far for a shot. I think it'll be a chip into the box. There it goes. Here's chips into the box. Bouncing around. It's hoofed clear by, by Wallace. You cursed his name. Ticking towards the 86th minute, listeners. I still think the game is there to be won if Mill can find something. With two tough games from Mill winning in uh, five days. We, this one's still in the balance. 87 minutes. So I won't write it off too early. But um, at the moment, a draw. A win and a draw probably would have been... You know, would have taken that before both the uh, Watford game and this game kicked off. But this is still there for the taking, so I'm, I'm going to stop prattling. Because this is Scott Malone now to, nudging into the West Brom half. Fury gets clattered, good a free kick on the left side. Another chance to get it in deep and long. Getting the big boys forward, Cresswell and Cooper going forwards. Cooper falls to Cooper, this is uh, a phobie, he's got just behind Bury, unfortunately on the left side, he had to turn away, but we do keep possession, this is Malone again, Mason Bennett, dispossessed unfortunately, and West Brom will break, but Malone, uh, Benny Mack will clean up the mess nicely. Goalkeeper taking his time, that's the uh, whistles you can hear. Long ball forward, seeking out a phobie. His death header finds Mason Bennett. What can he do? He's got Bury on his left side. Falls to Bury. Yes! 2-1 Millwall! Tyler Bury! 89 minutes! Fantastic little dead death-touch inside from Mason Bennett. Finds Tyler Bury, who slots away with a plan again! that one listeners the way they're celebrating over on the east end they wanted that now it's Millwall's turn to take their time coming back to reform the very thing I always moan about but I'm going to be a hypocrite and not complain listeners 
LJ, just Wallace now. Then it's alive, listeners, you can hear it, it is alive. he's looking at his watch I'm going to guess at five minutes I didn't catch it when the man, uh, Mr. Byfornell said it listeners we love, a, we love a drama down here listeners don't we love a drama it's like one of those Indian or Brazilian or Mexican telenovelas only we call it Millwall that's going to go all the way back to the goalkeeper there it is there it is but then wanted that, the players wanted it, and you got it, listeners! Fantastic win. Real spine in this side, listeners. After that great, excellent midweek win, to follow up with a performance like that is top dog. Man of the match, very hard to choose. I'm going to go with Billy Mitch. Mitch. Wallace shaking a few hands in the middle. He's very much the villain of the half, listeners. West Brom dejected in leaving the pitch. Millwall celebrating with the old status quo, mate. There we go. Hello? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, Nick, Tony Mundy here. Um, before I talk about Millwall, I just want to, I'll get the Jed Wallace out of the way. Um, 
what an utter prick. Eh? Um, he thought he was being clever, giving it, giving it to the crowd and playing it up when uh, when they scored. And all he did was fire us up, really. And I don't know if anyone else noticed, but I think he wasn't expecting what happened to him, the, the abuse after he'd done that, because he actually shit himself. He went into his shell after that. Um, not long after, he, had, he was clean through with Fleming's bad back pass. He hesitated and long got off the line. And about two minutes later, they put a ball into the box and he only had to attack it to score, and he stood off of it, and Danny Mac cleared it. Uh, I just thought he went into his shell after that. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Wait, he's fucked you now, I don't even, I don't give a fuck about him anymore. I was prepared to clap him off today, but uh, he came over. I don't even what he was thinking he was doing at the end, coming over, applauding the stand. Everyone just told him to fuck off, um, and rightly so. Uh, he's done now. Um, Millwall, fucking, do you know what the the passion? And the, the the pace and intensity we're playing at at the moment is brilliant. And you know what I mean? You you can lose games and you say, do you know what? At least we had a go. Uh, but we're winning games. Um, apart from that, the mistake was Malone's. It's a bad trait of his with the 50-50s. I think it was 60-40 in his favour. But he won't put his foot in. Lost it. They've come away and scored. But I do will say about him, I thought he was excellent after that. He really grew into the game. And second half, he... He was playing most of most of the half in, in their area in their um their half of the pitch. Uh, I really struggled to pick a man in a match. I'm, I'd probably go with Styles over just over Danny Mac, but Mitchell played really well. Shackleton played really well. Cooper played really well. Uh, Bradshaw ran himself into the ground again. Uh, yeah, I just was just really, and the, the subs were perfect. Perfect timing of the subs. Uh, for the last 20 minutes, we had four lots of fresh legs on and we ran them ragged. We absolutely ran them ragged. Um, I mean, it's ended up 2-1. We could have probably scored three or four at the death there. Uh, people get on Bury's back. I don't know why. He's only started about 10 games in total, maybe 12 or something in total. I've got people around me getting on his back. He's just a constant threat. You know what I mean, you can see what he was like out there. Um he took players on a couple of times. He, he can be a bit, look a bit languid and lazy or or whatever. But not everyone's going to fly into tackles or whatever like that. And that's not, well, he's, he's a danger. And they, obviously, he was ultimately the difference at the end there. Um, yeah, I just thought we'd be just excellent. I've, I thought it must have been early in the game. I thought this is going to be nil-nil because we were pumping the ball in. And then number five, the one who eventually got sent off was... Uh, was um, really good. He was just clearing up everything. Uh, and him getting sent off at 85, I actually said the next to the bloke next to me, I said, now we need to start pumping the balls in the box. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, a phobie flicked it on to Bennett, who was, I've got to say, he was brilliant. <laughs> when he come on, uh, yeah, and that was it. It was, uh, we we done it. Um, four wins on the spin. And you've got to say, we, we deserved all of them. We should have won it against Rotherham as well. We've got momentum behind us. Players are obviously playing for the manager, despite what others have said. At times, they're playing for him. The formations, we've, he, he didn't he say about six weeks ago, he said, I'm not sure if I'll get my best team till the end of the season, all that. Well, he's got it now. He's got the formation anyway. And we've got the, the, a really good bench that they all just fall into fall into place when we replace players. Um, 
there's players on the bench that you would have thought would be starting every game at one point. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's brilliant. Um, let's hope we can just keep it up going up into the World Cup and have the break then and then see what happens after that. But at the minute, yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed today. I mean, I enjoyed Wednesday, but enjoyed today as well. And uh, feeling that ground, you could feel it coming, the goal. The ground was getting louder and louder. You could feel Phil was almost willing to ball in. And uh, yeah, the fucking roof nearly come off, didn't it? Um, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll leave it there, Nick. Cheers, mate. See you later. Mike Hayden here. Another win. Up to fifth in the table. I'm getting a nosebleed. Um, yeah, fantastic result again today against uh, Jed Wallace and uh, a very poor-looking West Bromwich Albion side. Um, you could tell we were struggling with legs a little bit, um, but also West Brom, you know, especially under Bruce, you know, they've always been known as a side that can, uh, you know, kind of quite a big side, quite a physical side. So it was always going to be a bit challenging playing direct. Um, but I think on the balance of play, we certainly deserved um, to win. Um, you know, we had the better of the chances. West Brom didn't really um, challenge us too much. Uh, I think they were a little bit lucky uh, to go ahead. That was pretty much the only good thing Jed did all game was that cross in. Uh, and then he obviously fluffed that one-on-one. But enough about him listeners um, but uh, yeah I think we played as a unit very very well uh, we stuck to our guns the players look confident Rowett looks like he knows what he wants to do um, and bringing on Bury was a bit of a stroke of genius to be honest because they just didn't seem to clock that he likes to cut inside I mean he had two or three shots before then obviously the goal uh, which was disallowed which I'd like to see again I had no idea how that was offside um, and they let him do it again at the end um, so eventually it came good um, but yeah fantastic performance we never gave up we didn't want to draw the game it would have been easy just to have seen that out and get a point but I think we could see that uh, West Brom were there for the, for the beating especially in the second half I think uh, you know after we scored and then the second half they looked quite bereft of confidence and we um, you know capitalised on that um, some brilliant brilliant performances again um, very proud of the team shame to see Hutchinson limp off but I thought Cresswell um, really really settled in very nicely straight away and I think um, that was that was really good to see I was a little bit nervous when he came on um, he's got the mistake in him but he's not played a lot but I thought he was fantastic um, today um, but yeah let, let's touch on Jed um, because I think I had no intention of booing him today I think obviously our best player for many many years but um he brought it on himself in some respects. He was always going to get some booze, but if you, you know, he was constantly going at the crowd in that first half. And in the second half, you didn't hear a peep out of him. You know, I'm sure their manager said, let's not make it the fucking Jed Wallace show today. Um, and it certainly wasn't because, um, to be honest, apart as I say, apart from that assist, he barely touched uh, the ball. I wonder if he thinks he's made a mistake. Um, but also, you shouldn't burn a bridge because guaranteed next season he'll come back on loan to Millwall. <laughs> you just know it will happen. Um, but yeah, fantastic run of form. Let's keep it going. Huddersfield away next. If we can carry on the good away form against um, one of the poorer sides in the league, you know we'll, we'll see where we get to. But you know, who, who'd have thought where this had come from a few weeks ago? Um, really, really enjoying it at the moment. You know fantastic atmosphere today I thought the crowd were brilliant and uh, you know we're, we're rolling on um, so let's keep it going this is uh, it's exciting let's see where we can get to come on you lines Millwall 2 West Bromwich Hour would be on 1 what a fantastic afternoon at the den 
this is what Millwall supporters relish. Absolutely brilliant performance. Um, the first goal from West Bromwich Albion was just they capitalised on a bit of hesitation, a bit of Scott Malone hesitation. And Jed Wallace uh, set the ball up for John Swift. And it was a kick in the stomach. It was kind of expected, actually. They look a, a team that can just click. But the important moment was Jed Wallace's disgusting, disrespectful display to the club that took him from Portsmouth and Portsmouth and paid his enormous fucking wages for five years. Um, I was absolutely disgusted at the display from a conceited, um, egotistical little individual that he clearly is. He assisted the goal and he could have just jogged back to his own half, head down and shook his players' hands, which would have been the correct way to behave. But no, he did a number of Superman poses, uh, began to rile the crowd, and I thought at the time, well, this could go either way here. Fortunately, the players showed, the Millwall players showed a huge amount more professionalism than the supporters did. We were absolutely apoplectic in the cold blow lane end, um, fans saying they were going to wait for him afterwards. And, and you know, that he deserves that disrespect now because there's no need to do that. Um, that is shitting on your own doorstep to the nth degree. So, Jed Wallace, you are not a Millwall legend. You are a conceited little prick. Anyway, on to the game. Um, fantastic performance by Millwall. They, West Bromwich Albion, have got better players than us. They've got a much more expensive squad. Um, but we played as a team. There were some great individual performances. Um, again, you know, I thought Callum Styles played him so well and obviously scored the equaliser. Um, our back four played well. We could do with a little bit of tightening up down the left. They tried to expose the weakness. Scott Malone can be, as we've said before, a bit unpredictable defending but I kind of think he makes up for that in his ball delivery. So as long as he's got someone to cover him. The second half, we completely dominated them. And they resorted to cheap fouls. One of them, one of the two centre-backs, uh, elbowed Zian Fleming as he was trying to run through before a free kick was taken. I thought the referee was an absolute disgrace today. Um, there could have been three or four West Bromwich Albion players sent off easily. Um, they were elbowing and pushing and generally just being a team of idiots. And we kept our professionalism. We exposed them for what we are, for what they are, a bunch of overpaid, spoiled charlatans. And the workmanlike display of Millwall came through. From a personal point of view, my favourite player, listeners to the podcast will know that my favourite player is Tyler Bury, and he scored two goals one of which was ruled offside by the Muppet of a linesman or whoever it was. And then he did the same again and scored in the same fashion. Absolutely brilliant display by Millwall. Um, I'm a very, very happy supporter. Emotions running very high. Um, but, you know, that was one we had to win. I thought Watford was a fantastic display and the best display I've seen for a long time. 
you know, at the den or on the road, for that matter. But for me, this afternoon, beat that because um, it was set up for a classic West Bromwich Albion steal, especially when they went to 10 men. That worried me. It's hard to play against 10 men. Your shape goes all over the place, but a fantastic performance. Come on, you Lions. We'll see you at Huddersfield. Wallace, Wallace, you're up. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you, Nick. It's Angelo, mate. Um, do you know what, Nick? I was driving down to the ground and I'm thinking, we're going to give abuse to... Sh should I give some abuse to uh, to Jed today? And, mate, once he celebrated that goal the way he did, mate, he deserved every single bit of abuse that he got. Um, absolutely fantastic day, mate. Atmosphere was great. Um... Yeah, it was brilliant, mate. It's brilliant to get um, to get our own back on him there right at the end of that 90th minute winner, mate. Fucking fantastic. Really, really good, mate. I saw Jed like clap the halfway line, the uh, the the east stand, but um, he, he didn't come down the Cobbler Lane end where I sit. Uh, but fuck him anyway. He's gone, mate. He's history. Uh, we're up to fifth place in the table, um, and we just got. Uh, just got to concentrate on ourselves there and uh, see if this run can continue, mate. I was very, very nervous when um, when uh, Hutch went off, but credit where credit's due. I thought Cresswell did very, very well today. He had one little dodgy pass when he first come on, but much better from Cresswell. I loved all the little passes he was doing to feet as well. Uh, I thought he, I thought he'd done great. Malone, I thought, was very, very good today. Yeah. Um, he dealt with Jed pretty well, um, and uh, I thought we had a great game. Cooper didn't have as much luck purely because the West Brom defender is a lot more experienced, mate. Um, Danny, fantastic game. Shackleton, not sure. Towards the end of the game, I thought he got better. Um, I was a bit concerned about Styles the first uh, the first 20 minutes, but um, you know he, he got us the equaliser, so so well done for him. Get his first Millwall goal. Billy Mitchell, let's just give him the Player of the Season award right now. God forbid he doesn't have any injuries. Um, that guy is fucking outstanding, mate. Just brilliant, mate. If he had pace, my God, he, he would be unbelievable. But just great, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Fleming tried really hard. Though he had a quietish game. Um... Bradshaw up against experienced uh, the defenders a little bit harder for him, and Bury, you know, he just has to come on as a sub, you know, and as and he has to keep running at their defenders. When Bury's got his back to the defenders, he's not that great. But you put the ball in front of him and he runs towards them, you know, the guy is very very exciting. But I would keep him as an impact sub. I would have brought Bennett on earlier. I think he, had, if I remember rightly, he had a big part to play in that goal. I think the goal was lucky. Yeah, I don't know what their goalkeeper was doing, but who cares, you know? To to score that winner, stick it up, Jed, was absolutely fantastic, mate. Brilliant. And uh, I, I hear that George Shavell was sick, which is a shame. And, and let's hope that Hutch's injury is not that bad, mate. Um, but, yeah, at least we haven't got a midweek game this week. The guys can recharge. And let's keep going, mate. You know, let's take one game at a time and uh, let us dream, let us believe. Row it in. Let's go. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Mehlball.
Yes, indeed, dear listeners. The Rowett train rumbles on. All all stops to who knows where. Joining me is our is our ticket master himself, Mr. Graham Payne. How are you, Graham? Good evening, Nick. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> In the aftermath of that excellent um two one win over West Bromwich Albion this afternoon. Two two decent wins in a in a few days, Graham. I mean, obviously the win over Watford was one thing midweek. Um, two tough opponents, Watford and now West Bromwich Albion in their different ways. Different game very much to the midweek showing, but another strong Millwall performance today. How did how did you see it? Totally. If you'd have said at the start of the week with these two games, no, I don't think anyone expected that. You know, we've put on two really good Millwall performances. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. The four at the back is... well, it's transformed the season, Graham, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. It's still. I was, I was talking to a fellow as I was coming out of the stadium tonight. He was talking about, um, you know, how Rowick can't go back to the five at the back system, which I think he still kind of hangers after a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. you know, since the switch, since I mean, also, I mean, there are other factors like bringing in George Long in goal, um, which is a bit of an unheralded yep. and heralded. Um, Team change, um, but that combined with the format defence and just a general more attacking mentality. I mean, you know, for large periods of today, um, I felt that the game was... I mean, West Bromwich were packing their defence and packing their midfield and we were trying to find a way through. We created chances, which is something we weren't doing, really. I mean, maybe you could um, say we should have taken one or two of them more, but the form at the moment, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's... yeah. Football, such a it turns on a sixpence, mate. Not long ago, we were talking about getting a taxi for Mr. Rowett. Well, that's right. You know, you, you go back to that, uh, and the Blackpool own game, it was shocking that uh, today, yeah. I mean, you know, it was that was like an you know, a proper Millwall, you know, even and I'll say one thing about the town, they've got this tactic now where they kick off long and then he can't. Pumps it up. And Jake Cooper's in the panel. I'm going to tell you what it is. When when Gary Rowett first came to us, we he went through a little phase of being really quite innovative in in the way that Je, yeah. uh, Jake was getting forwards. Um, he was turning up in unexpected positions. I mean, at the moment, as you've just said, that that kind of um, every every dead ball now Jake's getting forward. So's uh, well Hutchinson in the first half, Cresswell in in the second, um, and we're looking to. We're not almost not apologising for making use of the of the assets that we've got because we've got some big defenders and they're strong boys and they stood up well today. I thought to a West Brom side that came to to mix it a little bit at the, at the den, for better or for worse, from their point of view. But we stood up well to them. I, I mean, we didn't give them an inch across the whole ninety minutes there, Graham. No, I mean, if you look at the ninety minutes, Nick, I can't remember. I might be wrong, but I can't remember George Long having to make. In all honesty, I can't recall in the whole game. No, picking the ball out of the net and from that deflected shot is about his only only real action that he, that he had. Um, defensively, really solid. I mean, again, I mean the turnaround is really quite breathtaking, Graham. Because I mean, it's not long. I mean, you and I have spoken a few times. The chaps on the shows, you know, how defensively frail we've been looking. But suddenly, it's like um, you know, pieces are falling in round pegs in the round round hole. Suddenly, everything's starting to look. Um, everyone knows what they're doing. It's it's a really, ref- I mean, it's a great yeah. atmosphere this afternoon. It's a proper Millwall game. Um, of course, we can't not mention the the pantomime villain of the afternoon, which was uh, 
I don't even call him Jed anymore now, Graham. I call him just call him Wallace. So I'm going to refer to him as his yeah. surname only, Wallace. Um, very strange performance I felt from a player that um, would have expected to have got some uh, some mill treatment, um, but he really played up to it. I mean, the celebration when he, he put the assist in for the first goal, I thought was totally unnecessary. I don't know how you saw it. I just thought it was just yeah. over the top. Making a, I don't know what kind of point he was trying to make there. Online during the week, the 90 minutes of abuse at the end. You know, to do that, he, he, he was so over the top. The old Graham was just thought, what, what did you, you know, you you know what Mills like? Do that. I mean, yeah. someone, some, some people saying, let's see, would he, you know, would he be able to come back now as he finished playing for after that? I don't know, maybe. I think he's burned his bridges. I mean, I know there was there was yeah, a bit of a pause at the end. He 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 pointedly didn't go too near the the uh, the the east stand, and he made yeah. a show of applauding the 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 uh, the boys over there. And then obviously the cold blow. He didn't go down that end. Uh, clapped him kind of from the centre circle in a, with a, a general drift towards the tunnel. Um, then there was applause back because of his contribution to the, to the club. I found it very, very strange. I mean, I, I don't entirely hold in with this idea that there's a, you know, it's a business football ground and, and uh, everyone's got to understand that yeah. um, money, money changes hands in, in the game. So I don't entirely buy the idea that, you know, you, you, you kiss the shirt and you're, you're there for life. But he was very well thought of at the den. And I, I always believed that the feeling was mutual. So I don't get why when you put the assist in, you're going to try and win the game. I don't begrudge him that, actually, because that's that's what he's employed for. So he's put the assist in, it's been put away, and you've got a goal. Um, standard procedures, you don't celebrate with your old... I mean, you know, some might say that's all a bit um, twee and laughable, but many, many um, players have not celebrated in front of their own fans. But to give it the fist pump in front of a cold blow lane end... We we all know what can happen. We all, you know, one or two hotheads can yeah. lose their rag over that kind of thing, um, and and that's where situations happen. Um, I don't get it. I actually don't understand what no. he was trying to do there. Um, left a very sour no, taste for me because it became quite a, the game became quite personalised after that in a way that it, it, it wasn't entirely when it began. I thought it was fairly neutral towards him. One or two comments in the in the warm up I heard where they're warming up over near the, the block one where I sit. Um, but once once that happened, Graham, it became quite. Um, I think it became quite intense at times. It, it became, a, you know, you that kind of den tinderbox feeling at one point. I felt. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think his actions, the crowd bang on. To the, it was like the real hostile action of them for the big games. Yeah. Up until then, you know, few boos and that, but it wasn't. I thought the players too. I think um, I, you know, I said I did the. Um, yeah the live comment that I do. And I was really struck, like properly struck by how much Billy Mitchell wanted it. I thought he was man of our match today. And some of the tackles he was putting in, I thought you've got to be a bit careful, Billy, because you're going to get carried away here, you know. Um, But he really wanted it. And I think when you looked at the players' reaction when the uh, second goal went in late, Tyler Bury's goal, you know, it meant something. And that's what you want to see. That's why we go to football. That's what. We, that's why we follow Millwall. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Hats off. Hats off. That. Hats off to that team today because they 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 went behind, 
Um, deflected shot, as you said in the first half. Nice equaliser from Callum Stiles. I thought, um, you know, he's going to be a bit of an unheralded, unheralded player, really, Callum Stiles. But I thought he put away the equaliser. He had a bit of time on the ball inside the six-yard box, but put that away quite nicely. Um, second half, I thought it needed something um, to change it because I thought there were long periods of the second half, the early part, Graham where we were trying to break down the mass ranks of red shirts and we weren't really doing anything, but Tyler Bure's introduction and his willingness to run with the ball um, really started to change things, I felt. Um, incidentally, I think I mentioned it earlier on, but I'll mention it again, for a disallowed goal, there was a beautiful pass from Zian Fleming. What a player that boy is. Like an overhead um, flick um, into the path of Tyler Bure, who put it away brilliantly. Um, for a disallowed goal, it was a thing of beauty. I mean, it's one of the, one of the best goals I've seen, you know, in, in terms of imagination and willingness to do the unexpected. Um, fantastic. Or disallowed. Um, I thought, oh, well, there, there goes our chance. But I think it was a moment where Tom Bradshaw, I think it was Cresswell, part, put the, a cross in from the right side and Bradshaw put it just wide. And I thought maybe that was offside or, you know, some offence, but it actually was a chance. Um, I think it was just earlier on from that. Yeah. Cross, this Questwell would be, and the referee said, play on, and he put the cross in. Yeah. And, and Bradshaw put it wide. Um, uh, but to, you know, to, to, to show the steal, um, I mean, at the introduction, obviously, of um, Mason Bennett brought a bit of physicality to a game that was already physical enough. And I think we, in the end, we actually, I think Gary Rowett got it right in his post-match press conference saying, we wore down West Brom, we did wear them down. Um, showing resilience and to press on and press on. It really meant something. And when Tyler got that winner, you could just see it across the whole, well, around the stadium, but also the team. Um, it's one of those Millwall moments, Graham, where you know, you feel everything comes together. Um, and that's the magic moment, because that's when yeah. we can make use of that that weapon, you know, that, that is Zampa Road. I think everyone... And the only, I'm not going to get a very quiet game, and maybe that's because for a lot of the time, he said the right was... Vogel slam, yeah, watching the game, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig him out. But Styles was on the right reason, mm. and then they switched him. No, I think everyone. I mean, it was a great atmosphere this afternoon. I mean, Richard Corley. I'm just reading some of the post-match comments here. Richard Corley talked about the noise levels at the Den. Fifteen thousand crowd today, Graham. It was, it was a decent turnout today. Yeah. Um, underlying, as he says here, underlining exactly why home fans can be a factor. The, it was a bear pit. Um, and it was a bear pit. It was a proper Millwall match. Um, really refreshing. I, I enjoyed it. It was good to be back in that kind of um, blood and thunder atmosphere, mate. It's what we've missed, I think, for a long while. Yeah, we've not had one of them. Up to fifth in the table now, so who knows where this season is going to go. Just four points off of the top slot with Crew PR. Um, great day. Um, onwards, I think the next game is, is, is it Huddersfield away? I think the next fixture um, for the Lions. Yeah. So onwards to the, uh, it's not called the Gal Farm Stadium. It used to be called the Gal Farm Stadium. I think it's... Um, can't remember its name now. Anyway, um, Huddersfield away next Saturday, so on on for that. Graham, I want to say thank you for joining the show tonight. We've had a bit of a trouble getting through to each other tonight, but we've done it in the end, mate. So thank you for your patience. <laughs> no problem, Nick. Anytime, mate. Achtung, Milbein. Huge thank you to Graham Payne there for joining the show. A bit of a dodgy line now, there, but Graham. So. 
Um, big thank you anyway. I wanted to pick up on a few post-match comments. I already mentioned Richard Corley reporting that Gary Rowett in his post-match press conference spoke well of the, of the Mill side. Wearing down West Brom, he says, I'd be proud if we'd drawn this game because of the resilience to play with the same energy as we did against Watford midweek. I think that's something that I, I picked up on earlier on. The fact that uh, we we played so well um, on Wednesday night, this is Saturday, brought a lot to the, the table on, on the Wednesday night against uh, the Hornets. And to go out today and show that kind of spine against a difficult uh, West Brom side, physical West Brom side, not particularly likeable West Brom side, I thought showed real, real bottle by Millwall. Um, Jack Clark posting on Twitter says, get in in capital letters, says Jack. What a win with about four or five ends. Incredible determination to keep going for that winner. Agree with that, Jack, 100%. All the way through to the 90th minute. Scott Malone was immense, says Jack. Bennett and Bury made such a difference. They did. They did. Good substitutions. Four wins on the trot now, fifth in the league. What a club, says Jack Clark. Um, I think that's that's true. And I take my hat off because we've been slagging Gary Rowett at times in the past about his inability to change games. Um, lack of nous when it comes to substitutions. And today's subs, both Mason and Tyler, brought two different strands, two different uh, colours to the palette, the artist's palette. And that was the turning point, really, because we were starting to get a little bit bogged down against a, a tough um, massed midfield and defence. And, you know, you couldn't exclude the possibility that West Brom would break out and nick a second goal. But we contain that and we pressed on and I just want to say well done to Gary Rowett because it's it's too easy just to slag and to slate you've got to take your hat off and praise when it's when it's due and it is due at the moment uh, Jake Saunders says Millwall are currently on the longest winning run in English football's top four divisions along with Arsenal um, this, we, we are keeping some high company in, uh, in, 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 uh, in, in our stats at the moment aren't we listeners uh, Richard Corr, we've mentioned already, noise levels at the den today underline exactly why home fans can be a factor. It was a bear pit. Good atmosphere. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I had all those kids sat next to me. <laughs> but uh, that, put that to one side. I, I, I really enjoyed the... Um, it's like being back at the den in the old days. You know, what, what, the reason why you go there is for afternoons like that. Red raw meat thrown to the dogs. Uh, a good pantomime villain in Wallace. I shan't call him Jed anymore. Um, strange behaviour by him, as I said. I think to to Graham. Um, I found I found it um, low rent on Jed's part. No need for the celebration. Um, by all means, show your skill. By all means, put an assist in, and by all means, hope you work towards being on the winning side. No one's going to begrudge you that. But the fist pump and the showing off and the, uh, the I don't know what, what you'd call it, the whole game face business that the players do, no need. Embarrassment, embarrassment, I felt. Um, and finally, one last one, Kevin Fuller. Shout out to Kevin, uh, man of the match. Billy Mitchell, I've mentioned already, says he thought Billy was a class act today. Special mention to Mason Bennett, who showed his real quality to set up the goal. I just hope that Sean Hutchinson's injury, half-time injury, is not that bad as the back four. We're looking really solid. Uh, indeed, indeed, Kevin. Um, great performance. Mill now sits in fifth in the table with a trip to Huddersfield next Saturday. Um, who knows what potential this season. I mean, it's, it's opened up so suddenly, um, so wonderfully. And, you know, season was looking quite dreary 
We were looking downwards. We weren't, you know, enjoying our football. Last two games at the Den, I don't know about you listeners, I, for one, have enjoyed both those wins immensely. Just one last um, close, I just want to mention the Pundit game. We're doing a, we're doing a, um, uh, a link up with a, it's a board game, like a trivial pursuit game for football. It's called Pundit. Um, 10% discount is available at checkout. With Christmas coming, use the code LIONS in capital letters at LIONS. Um, the Pundit game, it's a great game. Trivial pursuit for football. Punditgames.co.uk. You can get your order. You get a 10% discount, and every sale will put £10, £10 into the Lions Food Hubs, you know, um, coffers at a difficult time of the year for many, many families. So you can enjoy yourself, good game, some tough questions, and also benefit a great, fantastic charity. I just wanted to mention that before I close. There we are. Great day to be a Mill fan today. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Thank you to, uh, to Graham, all of the boys with the voicemails, and thank you to you two, dear listeners, for joining me on the show. Until the next edition, Arrivederci Mill, and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.